Hey, what's up, guys? Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. Today, I wanted to talk to you and tell you a little bit about Anchor. It is the podcast platform that we use here for FMBA Nation, and it is probably the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, there's tons of creation tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also help you with the distribution of your podcast so it can be heard on different types of platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast and more all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to www.anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about ServPro of Central Union County and Western Essex County. These guys are a trusted leader in the restoration industry. They provide 24-hour residential commercial services with highly trained restoration technicians. They're a locally owned and operated business, and they're dedicated to being faster to any size disaster with the training, equipment, and expertise to handle your restoration and cleaning needs. Some of the things that they cover are water damage restoration, fire damage restoration, mold remediation, storm damage restoration, cleaning services, and building services, to name a few. These guys understand the stress and worry that comes with a fire or water damage and the disruption it causes to your life and home or business, and their goal is to help minimize the interruption to your life and quickly make it like it never even happened. Our friends over there, Carl Spinner and Bob Morrison. Carl has over 25 years of experience in the industry. Bob Morrison has over 35 years of service industry sales experience. So don't hesitate to give them a call. You can reach them at 908-233-7070. This is Bill Brower with FMBA Nation coming to you from the 2020 NJ FMBA Educational Convention here at the Golden Nugget casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I've got the privilege and honor to be joined by Phil McMahon, who is a Vineland uh, local 49 uh, firefighter and is also currently on the ballot for the PERS uh, pension trustee rep uh, position. Phil, thanks for taking a couple minutes to sit down and talk to me. Um, let's talk about this PERS election. Uh, give us a little bit of background about you and then uh, let's talk a little bit about the election and, and what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me this morning. So, again, as Bill had mentioned, I'm currently running for uh, PERS Board of Trustees as a municipal representative. Just going a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Philip McMahon. I'm asking for your consideration to be municipal employee representative on the Public Employees Retirement System Board of Trustees. I currently work as a career firefighter for City of Island. Due to my age restrictions upon hiring, I was enrolled in the PERS retirement system. Some of my assignments in Vineland include emergency medical technician, hazmat technician, technical rescue team, youth fire setter intervention specialist, critical incident stress management team member, New Jersey Forest Fire crew member C4, and ready, set, go coordinator for wildland urban interface. I'm very active in my state and local union, where I serve as vice president and convention delegate for the New Jersey Firefighters Mutual Benevolent Association Local Number 49. I am married to my beautiful wife, Michelle, of 21 years, and I have twin 17-year-old daughters, 
Ireland and Aaron. If elected to the PERS board, I would be the first firefighter to sit as a trustee. Mm -hmm. I will be an effective voice for municipal employees, <clears throat> excuse me, throughout the state of New Jersey. My presence on the board of trustees will allow me to shed light on issues the public employees retirement system faces as well as well as ways offer ways to make PERS thrive. Mm -hmm. So again, as I said, I come, I hail from Vineland yeah. as a firefighter. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's important to me, um, you know, again, under me being hired through civil service testing, um, you know, my age superseded the pension system, police mm -hmm. and fire, um, right. because being an exempt fireman for the state, it allowed me at least to enter pension system. So the least I can do is, is for myself, if, if this is my career choice and um, try to make the pension system that I'm in better. As, as you know, um, firefighters and police have, have done nothing but try to make their police and fire right. system better. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my intentions. Yeah. Uh, make it, and it's not for, it, I, I don't want anybody to believe it's just for firefighters, no. Uh, I'm in this for the, the firefighters, the EMTs, the dispatchers, the sanitation workers, the DPW personnel, um, teachers aides, um, because obviously we know this, the school system, if you're not an administrator or teacher, you're in PERS. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in it for everyone. Right. Um, it's, it's not just for me. It's, uh, again, I believe that the, the system um, can have a few changes and have a voice on there that may be better for the future. Yeah. Yeah, what, you know, and, and I know we talked about this earlier. What, what uh, is interesting is um, you are one of two um, people on the ballot for the election uh, and neither one of you have sat on the PERS uh, trustee board that, that's before, cor correct? That's, yeah, yeah, that is correct. And, and I'm, I'm open and, you know, the, the um, opponent that I'm going to be balloting against, it is, it is good, I think, for the pension system because mm -hmm. it is, it's opening up a new door. It's, yeah. It um, um, should be a fresh beginning, at least on the municipal side. Mm -hmm. um, and in the future, like I said, what I was saying statistically since the, for the last, since 2010, since the pension reform has taken place, it's the same personnel on that board. Um, I don't know what decisions they've made or, or what. I, I'm not sure what their stance was. I mean, I don't have the complete history on it. But it's, again, when I see what's happening to the tier ratings and where they stand now, mm -hmm. I can only look back and see if faces associated with the provisions that were put forward in the new tier structure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's important, I think, you know, we've got, you know, obviously uh, we represent over 5,000 career firefighters, EMTs, and dispatchers. Um, and I think it's important for everyone in PERS uh, to have the ability and the same, um, you know, opportunities as the members of the PFRS have, you know, in, in, in the moves that were made and, and trying to improve the health of the system. I mean, that's the end goal is to improve the health of the system and to ensure that every member of PERS is, uh, has the ability to uh, receive a pension as they're, as they're, they're due. You know, uh, they put a lot of hard work and dedicate their lives to these, uh, these careers and, you know, they deserve, uh, they deserve everything that they're supposed to get. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, which, which bill, if, if we if we can get into, I mean, I, I've done some uh, research. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's purely off the state 
um, fact sheets. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's nothing hidden. It's it's all searchable. Yeah. Um, and and just to enlighten, you know, I, I know this is predominantly in for firefighters, but like you said, you have EMTs, dispatchers, and when this gets shared, it's not just going to hit that realm. It's going right. to hit others. Yeah. It's going to hit others. And you know, uh, again, I'm standing for the municipal side, but at the end of the day, as my vote goes towards the state uh, state and county. Uh, PERS employees as well. It's the same system. It's just different representatives at the end of the day. Is we vote on the same thing. Right. Um, and, and again, you know, I know when I went out for my nomination period and was, was meeting um, with different departments through, you know, Cumberland Atlantic, Salem, and Cape May counties when I was talking to the employees, um, you know, my name was out there. Um, my business administrator had sponsored me, mm -hmm. um, you know, because quite frankly to have the voice in the south was was is big yeah absolutely um so you know it, it was ironic when i go around and I'm, I'm i'm talking to the employees say hey you know you received the email did you vote um it was it was quite astounding to me that the the emails were just thrown in their junk file or put in the trash because quite frankly they thought it was a union issue that i was up there um seeking representation for and you know, I had to clarify. I said, absolutely not. This this has, you know, I may be being sponsored. My my union has my that I have their support. But I said, this is about the employee. Right. I said, this is about the end result. This is about you putting in your time, mm -hmm. your time, and receiving that check at, at the end of your retirement. I mean, you give, give, give. At the end of the day, is you want to bear the fruits of of your your hard work and dedication. Yeah. And. You know that's what that's about is I'm, I'm there making sure that that fruit is still there yeah yeah I think that's an important message to get to, to get across and and you know your uh, your hard work and and getting the boots on the ground and getting those 300 nominations uh, to get on the ballot uh, is a testament to that and and you know it's um, it's very important I think for uh, for all of our members that are members of PERS and for all the members of PERS that are not members of our association to understand that, you know, that you're in this for for that reason alone. Right. Um, after talking with the state after the uh, nomination period was done, um, you know, I was told that this is the first time in as many years as they can remember that, you know, they've actually had the first go two candidates receive the 300 nominations. Mm -hmm. um, I know last year I missed my opportunity to get on, get in on the nomination period. Um, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's the city you know, where I'm from, and they wholeheartedly, because of title, I mean, were naive and believed I was in PFRS, so I never knew that there was a nomination period until right. it was too late. Yeah. Um, but last year, that went uh, three times before someone finally got to 300 nominations, and I know myself and my opponent, um, out of the 700 votes cast, we each had to have 300, and there was five of us on there, so... It's, it's, you know, I'd like to congratulate my opponent that's that's going forward with me that, you know, you're talking 700 votes and we each had to have 300. And I think at the end of the day is I had 308. Yeah. I can only say that, you know, the majority spoke. I mean, people didn't know too much about it, but majority wanted us too. And here we'll move forward on March 30th and we'll, we'll let the municipal employees decide, hey, you know, do we move forward with, with a, a firefighter that, um, throughout the course of his 24-hour platoon, um, wears many hats and mm -hmm. pretty much knows different job titles. Um, you know, I, I think, I think so. I think we should. I mean, we, you know as well as I do in our job, we're not just a firefighter. No, jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I, I, I 
trained that way to be the ace and none. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, let's talk about some of the uh, some of the facts, some of the research that you did, and uh, pull some of those numbers up, so maybe uh, you know someone listening can get some education on the system. Okay, so. Um, Again, when I was around, going around talking to get my nominations, I had spoke to both veteran employees that I'm talking have 20 plus years in, in, in the PERS pension system, as well as talking to ones that had less than a year that were just uh, put in, you know, just got into the PERS system. So I just went through the tier rating and mm -hmm. just made sure that they knew that where they stood and what their benefits were right. as far as what kind of retirements they were eligible for and what the age requirements were. So what I'm going to pull out, these are, these are off the fact sheets from the state. Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm going to give you factual information. There's, there's nothing sugar-coated. This is factual information. So the tier structure for, and I'm going to go into TPAF because TPAF, the Teachers uh, Pension Annuity Fund, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's in the same fact sheet as PERS. Gotcha. So what the teachers get is what we get. Right. Um, and this is going to be found on fact sheet SC, so it's Sam Charlie. 0853. Okay. So under an uh, ordinary service retirement, which you, you met the full age and you had no minimum years required. So you, you, you pretty much met the age that the state wanted. So we have a five-tier rating uh, under PERS. So tier one was any employee that was enrolled in the system before July 1st, 2007. And the minimum age requirement that they wanted you was age 60. Mm-hmm. Tier two was you had to be enrolled after 7-1, July 1st, 2007, and before November 2nd, 2008. And the minimum age they wanted for retirement was age 60. Tier three, you had to be enrolled after November 2nd, 2008, and before May 21st, 2010. And again, the, the age now has changed from tier two to three, now it's age 62. Okay. So tier four, you had to be enrolled 521 of 2010 and before June 28, 2011. And, I, and that's remained the same age 62. Mm -hmm. And then we, we into where the employees are now, um, getting higher currently. So tier five was enrolled June 28, 2011. And again, I said till present. Um, so the age requirement has changed for minimum is age now 65. Um, so if you, if you met them qualifications, um, you met your minimum age, again, years didn't matter, you just had to meet the age, and they had the qualifiers of how you were determined what your, what your compensation was gonna be. There was a multiplier. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so we get into what's also part of it, now we get into the early retirement. Um, and this is where it starts to get, this is where it starts to get a little tricky. Yeah. And um, quite frankly, it, it's, it's went in a direction I feel um, could have should have been better. Because mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, is the newer employees like myself that was hiring 13. Um, you'll as I discuss it, you'll see your option of 65. There is none. I mean, right. that that is your option. Yeah. Um, so under the early retirement, um, with 25 years of service in Tier One, and as long as you were over age 55. You're good. You're good. You're good. You you were gonna get your multiplier with it was like one fiftieth or one fifty fifth of yours uh, times your years of service and your final three years of compensation. Mm -hmm. So they did the multiplier, and that's how it pretty much worked up until tiers four and five. Right. Um, so I'll get into uh, so it was twenty five years, and if you're under the age of fifty five, um, and you, you still if you did twenty five years, but you're under age fifty five in tier one. Mm -hmm. uh, any year before your 55th, 
um, your benefits were reduced 3% per month okay. before your 55th birthday. Mm -hmm. um, tier two, again, they, they, they kept with the 25 years of service. Mm -hmm. um, this time they, they tell you between, this is where it differs from tier one and two. Tier two, they said you could retire at 60, but if you go before your, after your 55th, so between 55 and 60, if you're retired there because you didn't hit, hit that minimum age 60, you're going to get hit 1% per month, or excuse me, 1% per year under your 60th birthday. Okay. So right off the bat, if, if you did your 25 years and wanted to go at, at age 55, mm -hmm. you already took a 5% hit. Wow. You take a 5% yeah, hit. Yeah, that's, that's pretty significant. Um, so, again, we, we know uh, I can go back to Tier 1, and, and there are. There's there's still quite a few employees out there that are in the Tier 1. I mm -hmm. mean, again, if... if if the guy at 54 years old, he's 54 and he started at 20 years old, he's got his 34 years in, his, in the system. Yeah. Um, so if he tries to go, I mean, he automatically loses 3% just yeah. because he loses a year early. Right. Which, which you'll see, as I discussed later in the other tiers, 3% is, I, I think a lot of people will take a 3% just yeah. to go that year early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you'll see where it gets different, mm -hmm. um, as I discussed. So again, if if you go with the tier two, if you go, bef you know, before your 55th, again, you get hit with the 3%. I mean, right. I think that's fair. They're, they're telling you, they want you, you can't go before 55. If you do, but you meet your service, we gotta, you're gonna get a 3% hit. Mm -hmm. So tier three says, again, at 25 years of service. Again, the age has changed to 62. So, you, you know, they want you to go at age 62. So between age 55 and 62, if you go, it's 1% per year mm -hmm. under that 62 to age 55. Gotcha. And again, you'll hit a 3% if it's under 55. Um, tier four is again, 25 years of service with the age of 62. Mm -hmm. So they give you age 62 to 55 and, it, and it's the same as uh, tier three, where once you, you know, 1% between that age and then 3% under 55. The only difference is, is now your qualifier for your compensation, final compensation, goes from three years in tier one, two, and three, three years to your final. Okay. Tier four changed to five. Okay. So now we hit five years. So it's the cumulative of five previous years. Gotcha. Um, and then we get into tier five, which is where anybody hired after 2011, pretty much that's where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. um, and it tells you 30 years of service. Right. That is, that is an early retirement. You have to do 30 years. Wow. And if you're under the age of 65, there is no age 65 to 55 one percent now if you're under age 65 it spells right out in the fact sheet it's three percent three percent off every year before your 65th wow um and i'll go into my case and scenarios i bought back time um at age 59 i'll have 25 years of service mm -hmm. in the pension system mm -hmm. um and that wholeheartedly should qualify for a full retirement right um under their standards no it's now 30 years yeah um, at 64, I'll have 30 years. If I try to go at 64, right off the bat, I'm already at 3% hit. Yep, 3% loss, yeah. Be because I went before my 65th. Right. Um, I think, you know, again, I'm, it's not about, it's not the me, I'm not running for me. Right. But I only go into when when an employee in, in the service I do, or in the firefighters, and, and I know there's quite a few of us, mm -hmm. we give 25 years. We've given a lot. Yeah. We see and we do. EMTs do a lot. Dispatchers do a lot. Um, you give 25 years to an employee, you're dedicated. Yeah. You're dedicated. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, I'm, I'm left right now, unless something changes. I'll work till I'm 65. Yeah. I want to, uh, again, it's all about bearing that fruit. I want to bear the fruit of my retirement. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting, too, because, you know, we, we talk about it. I mean, granted, uh, you know, the makeup of PERS is, is, is more than firefighters, EMTs, and dispatchers, so this might not apply to all, but, you know, the job requirements that we have as firefighters and, and the, you know, the one of the, the hot topics is... Uh, not just the physicality of it, but the mental uh, health aspect of it, all the stressors and the different traumatic events that we're faced with and, and how that affects us on the mental health level. You know, you can throw EMTs in there, you can throw dispatchers in there. That, that uh, extending that career to a certain amount of time, 25, 30, 30 plus years, because you are trying to reach um, an age requirement by the system so that you can get your full retirement without any deductions. It's it's really, I mean, it's something that I don't think that the uh, that the board at PERS really kind of understands and, and, and grasps that concept and, and, yeah. and knows that, you know? Yes. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's important that they know, it, it, listen, and we all know, listen, there's inherent risk in every job Sure, title. sure. That's not uh, taken away uh, from anyone else. I, I, I will not sit here and tell you that uh, a lady that does payroll or a man that does payroll in my city uh, office, uh, there's not an inherent risk that they could have a disabilitating injury mm -hmm. at work because we all know accidents happen. I yeah. mean, they're not, we don't purposely go out and get hurt, right. but accidents happen. Right. And, and, you know, you may not be able to come back. So, you know, that that's why I'll never, I, I don't want to put it just on that firefighter sees more, has more risks. Sure. Because that's, that's not the case. Yes, we know, we know predominantly we're going into environments that are, are sub- Par for for human living, mm -hmm. we know that. Mm -hmm. But again, I took the job; that was my choice. Um, I'm giving. That's my way. Of, I give back. Mm -hmm. um, so, and that that goes right into you know, yeah, you know what it is if you can reach your retirement or you get to the early time. But another concern with the new pension reform is what happens if you get hurt. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I really like to let them know. What will happen? Right. What What are your benefits if you are hurt? What right. are the tier ratings? And I think that's important because it is, uh, as we discussed on an earlier podcast, it's it's eye opening yeah. as to if you get hurt, and it doesn't matter if you're a clerk or if you're a DPW or you're an EMT, if you get hurt and then in tiers four or five, yeah, you, it's... you you might you might you have you might not have anything. Right. Um. So it, I mean, if if time permits, uh, I mean, I'd like to like to get into the fact sheet um, under it falls under the same SC 0853 right um, I like to get into what what the disability the different you know the disability ordinary and a disability accidental yeah, yeah. Um, so under tiers we're, we're gonna start with disability ordinary um, tiers one two and three ordinary as, as per the fact sheet it says if approved um, and that's one of the things I'm going for. That's what the board does. We approve. The trustees approve. Mm -hmm. Approved as they're read. Um, if approved, the annual benefit on an ordinary for tiers one, two, and three is 43.6% times the final average of three-year salary. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, your PFRS is 40% on yeah. an ordinary. Mm -hmm. So PERS, PERS did pretty good on this system. Yeah. Um, until you get to tier four and five. Um, and you'll... And as the fact sheet will state, and as it states in our in our handbook, tier four ordinary, in bold, 
not available. PERS Tier 4 members may be eligible for long-term disability insurance. Okay. Tier 5, ordinary. Bold print, not available. Wow. PERS Tier 5 members may be eligible for long-term disability insurance coverage. Wow. So no, no pension, but you, get, you, you, you may be eligible for long-term disability insurance. Maybe. Maybe. So when you pull the fact sheet on that mm -hmm. and you go to the addendum and you look at the Tiers 4 and 5 on long-term disability, mm -hmm. You see in there exactly as it states, um, you have to be disabled. Yeah. And, you know, the, the sad thing is when you read the fact sheet, um, if you can be gainfully employed, um, whether I was a firefighter or I was an EMT, if I could be gainfully employed somewhere else within that municipality, uh, forget about what job I was hired civil service to do is now I can go do that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's sad. I think, you know, you test for your position, you wholeheartedly were awarded that position and you did a courageous act and you know whether you were a trash man and got hit by a, a car that somebody wasn't paying attention and you know you lose a, a limb but can't be a trash man but yet you can go back and they can put you in the office and say you'll finish out your career here right um, and I think that's I think that's wrong I, yeah. I think that was that was another where um, you know the ball may have been dropped on that um, so that, that was just under the ordinary. I mean, that's not involving you're in the physical performance of your job during the day. That, you know, this is outside of, you know, you're, you're going to get coffee and you mm -hmm. trip and fall and break your arm or do something extraordinary. And it's, it's not pertaining to your specific at your desk or in the performance of being an EMT. Because mm -hmm. um, that falls under accidental sure. or traumatic. Yeah. That's, they're, two different, they're two different animals. Mm -hmm. So I can get into the accidental side under the tiers, tiers one, two, and three. And again, it says if approved, the annual benefit is 72.7% times the annual sal salary at the time of the accident. Again, you'll confer with this. PERS did a good job on that. Yeah, one. yeah. Um, EFRS is 66 and two thirds. So I, I think. <clears throat> You know, is it how how that occurred? Listen, PERS did a good job on that. Mm -hmm. Somebody somebody got a, a good benefit out of that. That was yeah. definitely good. So that was tiers one, two, and three. Again, you'll see when we get into tiers four and five, this is where it got pretty bad. Um, and this is this is off the fact sheet. This is not made up. Tier four, not available. Again, in bold print. TPAF four tier four members may be L Again, it doesn't say PERS. I went into the fact sheet, mm -hmm. it only mentions TPAF. Now the TPF may be eligible for long-term disability insurance coverage. And again, I'll put on here, no mention of PERS. Yeah. Tier five, not available. TPAF, tier five members may be eligible for long-term disability insurance coverage. No mention of PERS. Mm -hmm. uh, I did some searching on it, and when I went through the actuary report, it spells out TPAF is, uh, is eligible for accidental disability. Regular PERS employees are not. Wow. Ordinary is it. Wow. Um, I beg to differ as to, you know, the, the work that's involved, you know, on a TPF side compared to a, a, a DPW guy that, or a water utility guy that's down in a hole and it collapses on him. Uh, yeah. I beg to differ. I yeah. beg to differ the differences of what's an accidental to a, uh, an ordinary. Yeah. Um, like I said, um, and I'm not kicking back on the, uh, the school system, the administrators and teachers. It's an inherent risk. That's your job. Mm -hmm. we, we know that they all have inherent risks. Um, so again, as you can see under, under the accidental side uh, or traumatic, 
the, the state, I, I think the system failed. I think the system failed. Yeah. Um, and that's the eye-opening to the employees because they didn't know that, you know, they knew that there was a percentage they could get. But I said, you, you're absolutely correct if you're a tier one, two, or three. If you're a tier four or five or were hired between that 2011 till current or 2010 till current, mm -hmm. chances are you, you may... You may not get anything, may not get anything. or you mm -hmm. may get something, but reassigned to a new position yeah. outside yeah. of what you were intended to be hired for. Right. So that, that's where we stood with that. Um, I, I, I pulled some other numbers on just the, the, pure, the pure numbers as far as membership and what the, the health of the systems are. Um, I could throw out numbers all day. I mean, again, this is off the actual reports. I pulled 2016, 17, and 18. It's all, it's all spelled out. I think the, at the end of the day is I'd like to just speak of what, what has occurred between the values of, of what the pensions are worth to what the enrollment went uh, as far as the membership from that gap yeah. of three years. Yeah. Um, so between 2016 and 2018, the contribution, um, what was put into the state police, it's, it's four systems I'm going to talk yeah. about for the four yeah, majors. Sure. It's state police retirement system, um, the police and fire retirement system, the teachers police uh, the Teachers Pension Annuity Fund, TBAF, mm -hmm. and then PERS. Uh, so the state police retirement system uh, gained in, in the three years, 16, 17, 18, 95,082,570. Mm -hmm. um, and their enrollment, they moved, they pulled up 148 new members in that, in that, in that realm. Um, so the PFRS um, increased for the three years. Was, now that, 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 to stop you real quick, that 148, uh, that is... Um, members that became part of the state police retirement system. So, yeah, so yes. members joining Act, active, active. Yep. correct, okay. Yep, yep. so it, just think, just for, for people's knowledge, membership in 2016 was 22,746. Right. Uh, 17 was 28,831. Right. And then in, uh, 18 was 2,894. Right, gives you and it plus was, 148. It, it was a plus 148. Mm -hmm. So the, um, the PFRS um, net was, in the three years, was 3,113,829,436. Mm -hmm. PFRS gained 1,577 new members. Wow. Um, it's a good field to be in. Yeah. Um, and I, I can only tell you the, the end result of the 2018 values of the PFRS, what, what it was worth, mm -hmm. was $27 billion, $98 million, Yeah. Um, and like I said, at that year, 2018, uh, because the new report's not out, you had 40, 40, PFRS had 43,613 members. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then we start getting into the two big funds. Mm -hmm. uh, those that know the TPAF is, it doesn't have as many members as PERS, but you'll see the, we'll, we'll speak of the numbers. Um, TPAF gained 273,253,873 uh, in that three year span. Yeah. Um, they also gained 1,331 employees. Wow. I think it's worthy when I talk about the PERS and you'll see that there's definitely something going on. Um, PERS in the three years gained 2,710,303,926. What's a little astounding here is the PERS members lost 4,633 members. That's, wow. Um, and that's not on solely based on, that's not the retirement side. That's yeah. not solely based on retirement. Right. And I think we alluded to it before, 
is it due to attrition? Yeah. Are we seeing multiple job titles included? A guy retires, he doesn't get replaced. Yeah. Um, I think it's happening. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think we've seen it in all the municipalities. Consolidation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they, they were numbers, and like I said, they're, um, I, I, I will say that the end values for the, uh, on the PER side and the 18 value was the, the pension was worth $29,472,374,536 with a total membership of 256538 Wow. What needs, to, what's a little, what needs to be said is when you look at that $29 billion, I'm going to use the round numbers because they're easier to work with. Mm -hmm. So the PERS had 200, we'll say 260,000 employees. The value of the pension plan was $29 billion. And when I compare it to the PFRS, its worth is $27 billion with only 43,000 employees. So the contrast of employee to money yeah, there, yeah. it's a stark difference. Yeah, uh, it huge. is. It is. Mm -hmm. And we need to figure out and we need to work together you know, with legislation and, and the board members. And, and that's where I want to come in is what can we do to make this a little bit better? Yeah. Is it going to be defunct? I don't know. If, if we keep on going with adding in, well, right now we're losing employees. Sure. Yeah. So, so there's a, I mean, that's a, that's a large number you, you read off before for almost, you know, just about 4,600 members lost. So in three I mean, year, in a three year period, we definitely, and, 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 you know, in, in closing, I mean, I, I think we've got to, to where, you know, I've got some eyes raised. And I, I mean, I, w I would like to end with, uh, you know, I have a couple of things I'd like to talk yeah, about sure. before we end. And, yeah. and um, so the, the PERS pension system, that position is well below other pension systems in terms of funding to membership, mm -hmm. as, as I've, I've shown. And mm -hmm. these are on actuary reports. They're not hidden. Yeah. Um, the PERS pension must maintain its continued financial obligations by municipalities, counties, and especially state government. What is amazing that while employees were given were never given a pass on pension payments. Municipalities, counties, and states were given a break. One of the problems PERS has financially seen in past years is the state having its way with funds to offset money elsewhere in the state and to pay for properties where there was no benefit to the members whose contributions were used without any say. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes holds true for the PFRS. Yeah. We know it's happened. Yep. Um, the state needs to leave the pension alone and allow the employees who have dedicated their lives day in and day out to their employment throughout the state, county, and municipalities to be able to enjoy the fruit of their labor in their retirement years. As hardworking and dedicated employees, we should be granted a retirement without thoughts of reduced benefits due to a due to struggling system after we have met our obligations of making every payment on time. And I think that's big. Yeah. We, we've. You know as well as I do, the only pension payment you don't have to pay is when you get that fifth pay period. Right. That's your only exclusion we've ever had. Yeah. And especially in the six years I've had, that's the only payment I have not made is when it's a fifth payment. Right. Um, and we've known, we've known in the years, we know that, you know, there's money pooled to offset other debts. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been historically shown, uh, you know, throughout multiple administrations that, that that's a, you know, past practice they follow, which is, you know, why, <clears throat> why the the PFRS, uh, you know, has has we pushed hard and fought hard, and we were able to take that out of state control. And, and you know, if, if PERS is able to do something like that, I mean, I'm not sure if it's if it's able to, but if if that's something that's capable, then you know, I think you'll see a significant uh, increase in the health of the fund. 
And like I said, it's it's just not, you know, I don't want to wholeheartedly say it's just the state of New Jersey doing mm-hmm. it because we know. Sure. We know Detroit's lost their pension. Yeah. We, we know these big cities have lost their pension system. We know, we, we hear the Social Security, oh, it's not going to be there mm-hmm. when you're when you're 75. It's it's going to be gone. We know. We know we know these pension funds. We know this stuff that's for the, for the ones that's put in their years and at the time when they need it, you know, it's being taken. We yeah. know that. We know mm-hmm. that. How can we stop it? Uh, or what can we do? Yeah. Um, and, and you'd hate to, you know, you hate to keep on taking from the employees. I, I, I don't, you know, you keep on taking from me. I mean, you're already reducing my, at the end of the day, paycheck I get at the end of the week anyway. Right. Um, you know, we've lost our health benefits. Most of us now, you know, it, they didn't pay before I t- came, you know, got the job as a firefighter. But I, I always hear the, the fellows around and other, minis- you know, municipal employees talking about we never had to pay health insurance. Well, the time's changed. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. We, we get it. And we're... You know those that are willing to accept that you know we just ask that you know at the end of the day is when i put in my 30 years if that's what i have to do just make sure my payments are there yeah that's all i want yep that's all i want um how um how can someone get in contact with you if they wanted to reach out to you so if you have any questions you can contact me via email and it's going to be here's the, the email address is is phil p-h-i-l the number four pers p-e-r-s at gmail.com gotcha I appreciate you allowing me to come on. Yeah, here, no, really. listen. I, thanks for uh, thanks for talking. I mean, I, I hope that this reaches uh, you know again more PERS members outside of our association. Um, you know, for you and for us, it's not a union thing. It's 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 about the health of the PERS system and you know trying to do what's right by the members of PERS because uh, you know it, it, it's it's as you alluded to earlier it's uh it's in it's in pretty rough shape and and there's definitely some things that could be changed that can make it healthier so thanks for coming on and talking about it i really appreciate it yeah appreciate it billy thanks yeah, for the opportunity no problem. thank you you got it all right guys thanks for listening to another great episode of fmba nation and stay tuned for some more great content to come you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter You can also listen on the NJFMBA YouTube channel, as well as Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and the Google Play Store. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the FMBA Nation podcast, please email us at nation at njfmba.org.